Friday. It's Friday. You're listening to Getting Into Games. I'm David Lindsay, joined by Mark Santa Steven. Getting Into Games, the podcast about board games. Do you like board games, Dave? I do. I'm getting into them. You are getting into them, yeah. and uh, you are getting into what game today? Critical Mass. Critical Mass, not the kind that you need to see a doctor about. No. The kind that is a board game. Yes. Talking heavy machinery here. Heavy machinery here. Tell me about Critical Mass. Critical Mass is a two to four player game published by Arcane Wonders. We've we've played some Arcane Wonders games. Yeah. It was one of our favorite games. Game of the year game 2019. Game of the year 2019. Air, Land, and Sea. Uh, it was designed by Kevin Chang. Critical Mass is a game battling mechs where playing players use cards to combat each other. While slashing sabers and dodging lasers, you are trying to activate your deck to get more powerful weapons and equipment. That sounds amazing. Yes. What is this game? Well, let's tell you about it. Uh, how do you feel about giant robots? I love giant robots. I also love giant robots. This game is about giant robots fighting each other. I mean... Is there anything else that we need to say about it? That's it. All right. get it. That's the end of the game, or the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you all next week. I'm <laughs> uh, just kidding. Yes, this game is about giant robots fighting each other. It says it's a two- to four-player game. It really seems like it shines as a two-player game. Yeah, we uh, we haven't delved into the, the, Multi, the three- to four-player realm, but... Um, as a two-player game, it's been a blast. Yes. Essentially, you have in front of you a tableau that is called... The Mech Cockpit Board. This has a list of critical components and a number of armor cubes on each component. When any of these are destroyed or all of these are destroyed, you will lose the game. Yeah, essentially it's a board that looks like you're in the cockpit. Looking at your, your components. Yes. And yeah, and it's like your little pop-up screens like, oh, my weapon mount, my main reactor is my thrusters. burning. My you thrusters! Know? So. My yeah. thrusters! <laughs> uh, this game has card drafting. You pick a deck of cards, pick some cards randomly. Each mech comes with a certain hand of cards that you use. Uh, and you also have mind games that will take place as you each play cards simultaneously looking each other in the eye. Yeah. Are you playing an attack card? Because I'm playing a dodge card. And if you play your attack card, you'll miss. Maybe you both play dodge cards and nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, mind games. Mind games. Love it. We're going to talk more about how it is played now. Tell me about how this game is played. You have uh, on your mech board, the backside of it has the starting hand. So all the cards that you're going to start with, as well as the amount of cards. So there's multiple weapon tiers um tech tier one, one tier two tech one yep. yeah tech, tech one, one tech two and tech three yeah and so it tells you how many of those other tech cards that you're allowed to pick and and you put them into a deactivated pile there's a limited number of these that you're allowed to have for your right. mech per game yeah so, so you everyone must starts with the with the same set of cards choose uh to a to a certain wisely. point wisely yes as we all learned from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yes. Don't choose poorly. Do not do not choose poorly. <laughs> um, you do get some options on 
So they recommend they have some recommendations. On the back, there is a full recommendation list of an entire deck that you could just pick to use. Yeah, so there's more cards in what they kind of like instruct you and recommend. Uh, so you can kind there's of a whole customize. Deck. Yeah, there's a lot. And some of them are really cool cards. And the first few times we played, we played with just the the recommended cards, which is great. It seems it makes like it the easy. easiest way to dive right into giant robot combat. Yeah, it's tough because, like, there's a lot of cards and reading through all of them, and you might want to just get started and play. So it's cool that they have that recommendation. I think it might be better to pick some cards, though. Oh, it's definitely better. It's definitely <laughs> As better. As we learned in our in our most recent game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're definitely going to get stronger stuff decks there's when stuff you in pick there your own. yeah that's crazy you, that's what you do you build out this this deactivated pile yes you have the starting hand yes. that you get you build out this deactivated pile some things are in there some things you add mm-hmm. you could add some things for your own strategy that you want to make or you could go with the recommended list and then there's this deactivated pile that's next to your cockpit board right after that you then load up your board with cubes yeah you know what's fun Loading it up with the cubes. Moving cubes. Moving cubes. Put, putting cubes on a board. Yeah. You know what's more fun? Taking your opponents off. Blasting your opponent's <laughs> cubes off of their board. <laughs> Wiggling away at their different uh, components of their mech. Their critical components. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, you put the cubes on the, the board, mm-hmm. and that is essentially the the health, if you will, of your opponent, the shielding of their mech. Once all of the cubes are gone, that is, you are destroyed. Yeah. And each one that goes down, you will suffer a penalty. Right, right. There's uh, Yeah, there's different components, and each component at the bottom has a little list of, like, what, what you lose when you, when you get all the way down. Um, yeah, and uh, so also the – I don't know if we talked about this. So there's, yeah, two sets of two mechs. That is everything that there is to do in Critical Mass. There's four robots. Four robots. So you buy a box. It comes with two robots in it. You can fight right away. So you can play play right away. If you want to expand that out, you can buy the other box, and you can mix and match, and they, they just work well. They work seamlessly together. Um, we happened to get both boxes at PAX Unplugged this year. Yep. Yep. When we were at PAX Unplugged, uh, we picked up both of them because it was one of the ones we had talked about Been earlier when we played to. Airland and Sea. We yes. mentioned it, and we were like, oh, they played Critical Mass, and it's Shining Robots. And I was like, that sounds great. Let's, let's get play, that. Let's play the let's Giant Robot Let's find a way game. to get that. <laughs> and they had it, and they were doing a sweet discount on it. Yeah. So we picked that up. It was it was great. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, four individual mechs who have their own, like, kind of unique abilities that uh, Yes, this is also listed play. on your cockpit. Yes. Um, so I think we I think we described the game well. So if you're a listener, picture this. Close your eyes, wherever you are, unless you're driving. Close your eyes. Envision in front of you a small board that looks like the inside of a cockpit. And there's cubes. That was the sound. That was the board. Of the board. <laughs> um there's small cubes along the side. That's a bag of <laughs> a bag of cubes. <laughs> and in your hand are your tools yes. for violence, for robot violence. And in front of you is also 
a deck. Can we talk about something? You want to talk about it right now? Hold on, I'm setting setting a scene. Okay, sorry, sorry. You're interrupting my scene. Okay, I'm sorry. Where was I? (laughs) Tools. The tools in your hand. These are what you use to to destroy, to wreak havoc on your opponent, to crush their dreams and hopes. Tools of violence. And uh, oddly enough, these, I mean, these are like themed after nations, sort of. Nations that have... Mm Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. aren't necessarily around anymore. Some of them, yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, then you have a pile next to your board of cards that you want to get cards out of. Yes. How do you get cards out of that? Well, you have an activate card that you can play anytime. They can play anytime. It doesn't go down into your. Oh, you have a pile that's a cooldown pile, and that's your cards that you've used. Like a weapon yes. has to cool down after you use it. I mean, these are high-powered items here. Yes. You can't just use it over and over again. You can't just the mini use gun. You can't. You, the minigun keeps going, but <laughs> the heavy laser. Yeah. It's got to recharge. It's got to cool recharge. Down. So you uh, discard the card after you use it, um, but there are certain cards that you don't, and that is your evade card. If it works. And your, If yes. you don't take damage. Yes. And you have an activate card, which that gives you the ability to Go try and get your, new cards. Go into your deactivate pile mm-hmm. and pull a card out. Yep. And you have a um, recharge, which gives you the ability to pull all those cooldown cards back into your hand. Yes. Yeah, so all of the lasers that you fired by yes. playing the recharge card, you can pull all those lasers back into your hand and use them again. Yeah. And that's where some of the mind games come in. That's where all of the mind games come in. Right. Because what you do is you stare across the table in your opponent's eyes. Lock eyes. You lock eyes, and you reach your hand out with a card. Now, what card are they going to play, and what card are you going to play? The cards play simultaneously, so you flip them over at the same time, and you see what happens. If you both play an attack card, then unless specified otherwise by a card or an ability or equipment... The faster one will hit, because there's two ratings on it. There's a speed and a damage rating. The faster one will hit, and the slower one will not hit. Right. And then both those get discarded. And then they both get discarded and go into your cooldown pile. You also need to find a chance to use your recharge cards. Yes. So at a certain point, you're going to play a card that does not dodge and does not do damage, and does not disrupt your opponent's attack cards, it's literally just you're just playing a card to get your cards back in your hand. Right. Ideally, the ideal time to play this card would be maybe at the same time your opponent plays a recharge card, or your opponent plays an activate card, or your opponent plays an evade card. Mm -hmm. Something that is uh, not going to damage you because you're wide open. When you recharge, when you activate, you're wide open. Yeah. So you want to find the right time to play those cards. Yeah, which is kind of the mind game because you you don't know what cards you, – you know there's a certain cards that are in your opponent's hand. You know they're going to have three cards essentially as long as they still have their evade card. You're going to know that they have three cards that are always going to be in their hand. So you can see that hand whittling down. If they get down to like four cards, you're like, okay, they have the three standard cards and they have like maybe like one – one attack card, or it could be an equipment card. And you know they want to get their cards back into their hand. Yeah, so you think you could assume at that point that's probably a safe time that they're going to recharge 
And so that you could take that as an opportunity to either activate, recharge, you know, that's kind or of land a games. big hit. Or they could go with that, like, you think I'm going to recharge, but I'm going to play my last attack card that I have here. So. And then they, you, you hold off to play your biggest damage card, which is a low speed, so it's easily interrupted. So I'm like, all right, I got a card that does five damage, but it's only got two speed. I play it out there, and then you instead played a four-speed laser that does one damage. Well, yeah. that's going to hit my – that's going to disrupt my powerful card, so I'm not going to do any damage. Then both these cards go to cooldown. I lost that card until I recharge again. Yeah. Yeah, so there's some good strategy in in figuring this stuff out. That's one of my favorite aspects about the game is that that kind of mind games that you play as you're – as you're going through. Mm -hmm. Is this the right time to play attack cards? Is this the right time to play evade cards? Uh, I just played an evade card. Should I play it again? Because the advantage to evading is when you evade an attack successfully, they lose that card. Your opponent loses that card. Right. So they're not going to hit you with it until they recharge. They're going to have to spend a recharge to get it back into their hand. So huge advantages to that. There were times when both players played an evade card because we yeah. were anticipating an evade. Yeah. We were – the last round we played, we were very much on the same page. We same were playing wavelength. like recharge at the same time. We were playing our activates at the same time. And uh, and then, yeah, we, we almost went three for three on evades. So. Yes. Yeah, we <laughs> did two consecutive evades, both of us. Both evaded. Okay, pull the card back. Both evaded again. Okay, pull the card back. And then I was like – He's coming. He's coming for me. So I played the evade a third time. <laughs> and it, it paid worked. off. Paid off. It worked. Three consecutive evades and uh and it worked. It didn't it didn't ultimately save me though. No. Yeah. I did you in in the very end. You did. You got a W. Um which was my first out of the few times we played. Yes, yes, but that's okay. That's um, okay. I wasn't mad. Well, one thing that's really I wasn't mad. Are you a little mad? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no shutouts for you. I got shut out in Air Land and Sea, so uh, I needed one win. You did. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not mad. <laughs> uh, I, my, my favorite thing about this game is that there's no randomness to it. There's no freaking dice rolling. Right. Um, there's no, uh, you know, you no random everything. draws. Yeah, you decide everything. You decide what cards are going into your deck. You say, this; these are the cards I'm going to go in my deck, which means I know which cards I want to get out of it into my hand to implement my strategy. Right. So that's my favorite thing about it. And you don't randomly play cards. You choose which cards to play. So the only thing that you don't know is what's your opponent going to play, which means that it's all about getting in their heads. Yeah. It means, hey... I've got you on the ropes here. You're worried about getting attacked. You're going to play evades. Well, if you're going to play evades, I'm going to start activating and getting some new cards in my hand, get some of my stronger, more powerful cards in my hand. I'm going to recharge and get my deck back into my hand. Uh, things like that. Uh, you yeah, you also, see someone dipping into that activate early. You're like, ah. Oh, they're going to get stuff. some strong cards, and I'm I'm here with the, the entry deck. Um, yeah, I think it's... It's as close as you could possibly feel like you're battling giant robots with cards. Giant robots with cards. Yes. Like, the theming is awesome. 
and and the it really comes across in the gameplay. That's what I like about it. It's like it's like you play. I'm shooting the laser at you. Yeah, yeah, and because you're you're selecting everything, that that's why it feels like that. It feels like yeah. you're actually fighting. You know, because yeah. you don't know what the other person's gonna do. So uh, it makes a lot of sense that way. Yes, absolutely. Um, let's talk about uh, how well balanced this game is. I mean, as as far as we can tell, it's insanely well balanced. We've every we've time we played a number of times now. Yeah, and every time we played, we've gotten down to like we each have like three cubes left. We each get down to the last cube. Yeah, like it's like it's the, crazy. Like on this last round we played, we each had one cube left. It was like, well, whoever gets the hit, last hit wins. Yep. And so then that's where the mind games really kick and in. Yeah, that's where it's like there's not a lot of time left. I'm like, I, I have I have a card in my hand that or did you have two left? Or did you have one? I had you the, had I had a few. I had recharged. So I had Oh you had you had a few cards, but yeah. I mean cubes. Oh yeah, yeah. When we got down to the end. I think you had two you I had, had two cubes. Two, you, and then I hit one of them. You got one of them, yeah. And, and we then we're, we're down both to down two. to one. And I was like, I just need to get it. And I had a card in my hand that was unavoidable. Like, mm-hmm. you couldn't evade it. Yeah. And I played um, something else, and you hit me. Yeah. Because I, like, I was like, I can't play it right now because you could disrupt it. Right. Is what it was. Um, yeah. Anyway, it, every time we played it, we get down to the wire. Yeah. To the wire. And it feels tense at the end. Like Yes. You, you really feel it. And what's interesting, we've... You know, we've had very similar strategies, but um, we've also there was one game we played where I was going heavy on activating, like I'm just gonna build my deck up. You had a huge hand, and uh, that still ended the same way. Like right, right at the end, this game, this last game we played, we were um, firing. I was like taking a lot of damage off right away. Yes, and like it wasn't looking good, and I was like, oh, this might actually be a little. We might get to a point where I'm actually like you know, cleaning up here. But then it ended up balancing it out. It ended up balancing out, yeah. We were firing at each other. Which, I don't know, like, I mean, on one end, to think that you can't, like, get to a point where you're just, like, dominating over someone No one not dominated great, but... at all in the, in any of these games. Yeah. It was always close. Which is, I think, is good, ultimately. Yes. But you might have some feelings about, like, I'm never going to be able to just, like, crush somebody. But I don't know. It might change if you change the deck up. I'm sure if you change the deck up, it will happen. Talk about that a little bit because you – I made one choice for uh, altering my deck from the recommended. Did you do that or did you do a couple? I'm pretty sure – I might have done two. I I think I only did one, though. Um, That one was crazy. The one was was good. It gave my plus one firepower to my – um, my, all your like weapons all my weapons indefinitely for the entire game. Like so, you when you have items, they generally have like hit points. So, which is kind of nice because they almost act as a shield in some way. They add usually some some bonus to your either one type of weapon, mm-hmm. like laser weapons or fire damage. Weapons. And normally, you can blast these equipment pieces of equipment off. Yeah, so it's, you know, they might have a, a hit for two, and, like, what's nice about that is, like, yeah, you lose that piece of equipment, but they have to choose to hit that instead, instead of your Instead of back. you, yeah. Um, but the one I had just was infinite, didn't have any damage. 
And that was your tech three choice. Tech three choices are big choices because those cards are crazy. Yeah, you only get I think like two of them, maybe three in the in your whole in thing. the whole deck, and then you have to might be four. But anyway. yeah, but yeah, it's it's not a lot compared to the other the tech two cards. Uh, and you also have to meet a requirement of having your um, your mech must be primed. Your mech has to be primed, which is you have these little green cubes that activate your special ability and also prime the mech. And if you play an activate card and you don't take any damage, your mech will be primed so that the next time you activate, you can pull a tech three instead of a tech two. Yeah. So it's not always easy, especially considering when you activate, you're wide open for attack. Right. So it's really that moment of, oh, I've got them thinking I'm going to attack, so they're going to evade. I'm going to activate instead. Hopefully I don't get damaged. Right. Two two reasons. One, I don't want to get damaged. And two, I can prime my mech so that I can get a tech three. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're not getting, you're not building out a ton of tech three cards into your deck. Um, but yeah, that was one of the ones that I altered, so it wasn't a recommended card. But you added it in yourself. But as I'm reading through these cards, I was like, that sounds very powerful. Yep. Let's take that one. <laughs> yep. I added in um, a couple missile cards that were unavoidable, unavo- things like that, that were not in there to begin with, but seemed cool to me. And they, they definitely did some damage, paid off. Um, let's also talk about the components the main the critical components the weapon mount the main reactor the thrusters and the control center talk about some of those for me yeah so the um and it switches up per mech like the order that they're in yeah so you have one through four of these critical components and uh your low level your your one is generally the largest amount of hit points um, and then your four is is the smallest amount. And then so it ju- just kind of goes up in that order, um, which basically makes sense because uh, one means that you don't have to have a powerful weapon to knock it out, where four you have to have a very powerful weapon to knock it out. And in some cases can be kind of difficult to get up to that because, like you said, generally the higher strength weapons have lower speed, and so they're easier just to disrupt or... Um, you know, are are not unavoidable and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So, so it can be hard to hit those higher number components. Yeah, so the four, you, really you generally gotta, only have two. You really got to put something together to get that. Like I had a combination card where if I played a laser and then played this particular laser after firing a laser, it got doubled the damage. Right. That's one way that I could play a high-speed card that would also do um, four damage so i could hit like your strongest critical component but if i play a laser card you know that i have that other laser card yeah you could anticipate all right he's gonna come with the that laser card i'm gonna dodge it and and it's totally dodgeable Mm -hmm. so so that's when you have to string your strategy together like if you um so like one of the uh, components on the card is you once you knock it out you lose your evade or you don't lose Oof. it but it gets deactivated it gets deactivated you, so have, you to have to literally spend an activate reactivate to get it to get it back which you did yeah and it totally paid off for you yeah i thought you because after i'd hit that and you deactivated your evade i was like all right it's open season right he can't dodge so 
I can, as long as I've got the higher speed shots, I can disrupt his attacks and just knock him blast down. Blast yeah. Keep blasting. And then I saw that card come back out, and I was like, oh, man, he must have reactivated it. Yeah. Which then, which totally makes sense, and uh, it means that you chose to get that same card back instead of another card that you definitely would have wanted instead. Yeah. Yeah, I had to waste and activate essentially to get a card I already started with. Is is the uh, but I mean that's, that's but that what's was cool the end of the game because that was that was having that available meant that you could evade my one attack mm-hmm. and then hit then me. come back with another attack. Yeah. yeah. Um. So very cool, very cool how that how that kind of stuff plays out. Um. So let's let's talk about the the robots the, mechs, the robots the robots. Um. So the set that I got comes with Patriot and Iron Curtain. Um, listeners, you get one guess for which which nationality yeah, they na- would they, potentially they be from. from. Yeah. Patriot and Iron Curtain. I mean Patriot, that's I mean could pil- be anywhere. Piloted but... by Mel Gibson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um Iron Curtain I mean that. What's the movie reference? <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> hmm. Rocky, piloted by Drago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it could be. Uh, um, I guess the the setting for this stuff is like a post apocalypse. So it's like a post apocalypse where people found resources to build giant robots. Yes, to fight because. Seems like yeah, seems cool. like the logical. I'm pretty thing sure that's do. what it is. I forget. I I didn't. I don't. I didn't read reread the 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 intro to the in the rule book about the setting. Before you don't this. need to know the setting. I'm it's sure. giant robots fighting. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I like the settings, though. I like to read that. No, stuff. that's true. Uh, but yeah. yeah, go on. So tell me about tell me about Patriot, and then I'll tell, talk about one of mine. Yeah. So uh, Patriot, very cool looking style. It looks like a. Um, like a like an old plane, like it's got the the shark mouth. War on plane, it. yeah. Um, very like kind of tank looking mech, uh, and its ability is you start the game with one additional tech two card in your hand, which is very nice. It's a nice bonus. So it's kind of it's it's you know good and bad. You get that card, so you have one extra tech two card, which is pretty powerful to start. But that's it. Like you start the game with that, and that's all you. You're not. You're not. You're not circling back to an ability over and over again, right. like you do with Raijin. Raijin. Raijin, who is the best designed mech in this game, he looks amazing. Yeah, easily the coolest looking one. He is straight out of an anime. I mean, people people's opinions would differ. They Depends what kind of mech not mechs you look, but he is the coolest. He. I mean, that's. Yeah, when this I think of a dude mech, looks like a samurai. Yeah, a robot samurai. With a whip on his arm, a spear on his back, and a sword on his hand, and he will fuck you up. Totally. He's super fast. He does have a special ability that uh, when, if you successfully use a dodge ability to avoid an attack, set this ability to on. This is called. This is close combat. Is the what the ability is called? So if you attack me and I play my evade card, successfully dodge the attack, my close combat ability turns on. I put my little green cube on my thing and 
all of my weapons gain plus one speed. Which is awesome. Which is like, that's a awesome. super powerful ability. Thinking about like attacking with like a speed of five on a yeah. four, you're fast. You have basically, if you've got all of your cards in your hand, you're going to be able to disrupt any attack. Yeah, that's the the mech that I played our last round, and like that came in handy because not only did I have the plus one damage, permanently. but I had the plus one speed for a brief amount of time because uh, it goes away when you get hit. Uh, so pretty easy to deactivate that, but uh, while you have it. It's awesome. It's great. The theming being like, okay, so you like, let's say you fire your laser at me and I use my evade. Spin move, spin out of the way, but spin towards you and I get right up in front of you. Mm-hmm. And now I'm ready to use my dagger. Right. Which that dagger one was sweet too. Yeah. That So the one card I have, which is like, it's a, yeah, it's sword a neck coming specific out of card. the arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, specific gave you the ability to that if you hit with it, you get to use another card with a speed of with a natural speed of three. So you uh, you come up, you stab him with your arm blade, and since man. you land the hit, you just bah, hit him with something else, or laser blast the, him with a laser yeah. in the face. Pretty dope. Yeah, uh, that's Raijin. He's cool. Yeah, I think out of the ones that we played, and uh, the, I've only not played one. Because I played my two, and then I, I got to play Raijin from from your set. Um, I think Raijin so far has been the coolest cards. Yeah, he's and, cool. Uh, and and, and stuff and everything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Curtain is looks like just a Soviet something tank, like battle tank. It's, it's just like gigantic and bulky and doesn't look quick at all. But looks like it can take a hit. Yes, um, it has a special ability and takes hits because it's got the highest um, four uh, ranking. What's the component? The control center. The control center with the the shielding of four. It's got mm. how like? F- oh nope. No, is Just that kidding? Two. Yeah, I'm, it has an extra of the the one. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. End of two. Yeah, actually. so he's got, like, extra shielding up front. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just, like, bulkier uh, altogether. Uh, so its ability, uh, if you are disrupted, set the ability to on at the end of combat. Combat, uh, Your weapon cannot be disrupted. If you play a weapon card, set the ability to off at the end of combat. So it's just, you know, Each. you got disrupted. You get to not be disrupted Next for time. one turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is good when you're planning out what cards you want to use. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play these riskier ones here, see if I can get some hits in, and then it's like, oh, I was disrupted. Well, now I'm gonna play. Now I can play this one. This slow card has a speed of one, but a damage yeah. of four. Yeah, and can't do anything about it unless right. you evade. True, true. But if um, you evade, and I don't play that card, I'm still have that ability active. Yeah. So then I could try Next it again. Next time. Yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> let's talk about there's your levels last to mech. it. There's levels to this. Yes. And yes, let's 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 talk about the last mech, because this one's pretty dope too. And this one's the most like unconventional of the I agree. All the ones. All the other ones, you know, they're you get a pretty good handle either way. One of them's pretty similar, pretty similarly placed to the others. Yeah, similar amount of cube damage per yeah. item. You know, so uh, pretty easy to kind of understand where you're going 
as you're playing the game. On the other hand, you have Archon. This one looks like it's from space. Yes. Yes. This one looks like aliens made it, and that's because it ha- it may have some extraterrestrial technology mm. that enables it to have a force field. Yes. Force field instead of a weapon mount. Um, what the force field does is it's the lowest damage. It's It only takes one, a hit of one to damage your force field, right? Mm-hmm. So you can pretty easily land hits on the force field. But anytime you take damage, one point of that damage must go to the force field, which means that if you hit me for a, a high damage hit of four mm-hmm. and you really want to get to that whenever you can, yeah, I'm going to subtract one from that, taking a hit off of my force field so that you can only hit me on the three. Right. So if you if you put all the work into getting a hit of four, it's only going to do three. Which is crazy. Minus one on, on the force field, which means that you need to be hitting with five if you want to get to that highest defense critical component. Yeah. On him, it's the control center. And not only that, because you have, what, five spots, five cubes on that force field. Five cubes on the force field. So that means five hits where you're essentially losing one damage per hit. But that force field can also regenerate. That force field can regenerate. There's a card that's that you you get, you activate, and you pull it. It's a tech two card, I think. And you play that card, and it regenerates the force field. It's insane. It's insane. No one else has a regenerating, can regenerate the, the cubes. No. no one. There's no one else can put cubes <laughs> back on their thing. Yeah. That Archon can put that, the cubes back on. When I played against that, I was like, and the what first the time I played this? it, <laughs> the first time I played that, you were like, you play what that is card, this? and you're like, oh, I got to put all these force fields back. I was like, because I'm like, oh, I'm finally whittling down. And oh yeah, it's that control center. You're like, and I gotta like, get. No, I'm gonna just bloop, 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 put these all back on. Yep, because you got it like all the way down to one, and you'd like maybe gotten like one or two other hits in on there before, and you're like, all right, now we're now we're getting ready to cook here. Yeah, and I was like. Regenerate all the way back up. You were not expecting it. <laughs> oh man, that like, was. Let me see that card. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, let me let me double. I gotta check your work here. But yeah, that's that's the that's the benefit. But even still, that game was down to the last couple cubes. That game came all the way down to the end as well. Yes. So I mean, take that for what it is. But that that seems like some good design to me. I think I think the design, uh, the balancing, is. I'm super impressed with how close all of these games that we've played have been. All the components are really nice. All the artwork is really cool. The boards are good. There's, I love the, the boards. I like having the boards and putting the cubes on the boards. It's great. There's one thing. One thing we got to talk about. Um, Dave, you might need to see a doctor about that. <laughs> it's these cards. <laughs> the cards are not great. Uh, they're not, they're good thickness. The design is cool. They're easy to read. The artwork's good. Everything is good, but they have this like linen texture. They don't feel good. So like as you're shuffling through your cards, it just, they're grinding together. Yeah. Um, and they kind of like 
curve on their yeah, own. Yeah, they like warped as soon as I started opening them, and so they, they like started like folding. Yeah, just kind of like curving like as up soon on as the they sides. Got taken out of the bag. I don't want to spend too much time. It's on a minor. That. It's, it's a minor it's, complaint, but it doesn't affect the the playing at all. Uh, it's like the one downside, the, the one the one criticism. That one I criticism. Have. Everything uh, else I love about the game. Love about the game. It would play. It's it's a quick game too. Like it does. It takes. I mean, it takes a couple minutes. Like it take it takes some. Fifteen minutes, right? Yeah. To, to once once you get going, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, so it doesn't take long to play. It's a great two player game. It's got really good uh, mind game, like eye eye contact. Whenever mm-hmm. I'm doing a lot of eye contact in a game like this, you know that it's 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 doing what it wants. Yeah, it's, it's hitting what it aims for. There's a lot of eye contact. There's a lot of like, oh, like, yeah. do you know? I know what you're gonna. And do. then Are like you? when and we yet, both play the same like recharge or yeah. both like kind of like. Whoo, and then, uh, or we, you or you, you land a big hit on an act, like you, you go to activate, but you land a big hit and take off one of their major components, or like you hit the one that makes them lose a turn altogether, and then you've got like a wide open chance to just like really go in, which you, at that point, you just end up doing a recharge and getting all your cards back in your hand for free, and then yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a it's a really good game, and it's not expensive either. It's very, pretty cheap to pick up the one set. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, I think. There's one last thing that we need to talk about. What's that? Giant robots. Yes. I'm a fan. I I grew up with, like, Voltron. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. Voltron, it was a little bit after or a little bit before me because I my brothers watched Voltron more than I did. Um, and they're a little bit older than me, but I osmosis like saw some Voltron, oh, yeah. so yeah. like I'm familiar with mm-hmm. the the tiger hands. Yeah, yeah, like bunch of giant robots forming together to make a bigger giant robot. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Um, there's lots. There's lots of mech stuff out there. What's your favorite? What What's your favorite giant robot? Is it Voltron? I mean, it's that that's definitely gonna hold a spot because because of growing up. Uh, but I mean, like more modern thing. I mean, Pacific Rim. Say what you will. Oh yes, but I love that movie. As far as I'm concerned, the first one I haven't watched. I've it said it long. before. Pacific Rim is the finest film of our generation. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but it's a great movie. It is a great movie. There's nothing at any time that I would rather be watching. It's definitely one that you could just watch at any time, for sure. It's the first thing you put on when you get a new TV. <laughs> That's I, I like that. That's how you know. That's, That's how you, you know it's a truly TV. great film. Yeah. Test it out with Pacific Rim. With Pacific Rim. What about you? Do you watch, like, the anime Yes, yeah, big fan. I, I uh, f- in my formative years, I got connected to lots of... Um, good anime, but Gundam Wing was a big one. Okay, I mean that's a that's an entry level anime for a lot of people my age. Where it was on Toonami mm. in the in this the stretch of Dragon Ball Z, right? Yu right. Yu Hakusho, Gundam Wing, all these great shows that just like really like grabbed me, gripped me. But Gundam Wing is it? It's a great show. It's awesome show. I love it. It's also a soap opera. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so you've got lots of silly drama. Yeah. Really silly drama. Uh, you've also got cool robots that yes. 
destroy each other. Like transform too. Right? I remember this. There's an early scene. It's like a classic scene where, um, so one of the the Gundam pilots, he's got to go like undercover, um, and he's at the school, and there's this girl that's like really like kind of you know fixated on him because she knows who he is. She knows he's the the pilot undercover, and and so she like gives him an invitation to her birthday party. She's like a rich girl, so it's like a big to do, right? Her birthday right. party. She hands him the envelope. She's like, she's like, I know you're new to the school, but I just wanted to, you know, give you an invitation to my birthday party. And like all the kids are like start clapping for her, and they're like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> and like he holds it up and just tears it in half. <laughs> and she's like, it's this like anime face of like shock, <laughs> eyes wide, mouth open, hand like inches from her mouth, like, just like, like the, hovering the over it and like kind of like looking. a slight quiver. <laughs> and he walks past her, whispers in her ear and says, I'll kill you. Damn. And then walks away. He has to because she knows who he is. He needs to keep his identity secret. Damn. That's brutal. It's brutal. But he ends up, uh, for some reason, he just can't get over her. And he keeps, like, ending up saving her instead of killing her. And then, <laughs> you know, by the end of the show, you know, they're their they're thing. Sounds and super she, dramatic. She, like, you know, brings the humanity out of him. Uh, he was a child soldier committed to his cause. But, no, now he's, like, you know, someone who can can care about other people. And, yeah, anyway. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I never really watched like a ton of that stuff. My brother watched like Robotech. Yeah, Robotech's and cool. So same kind of thing, robots fighting, all that. Um uh the I never watch, really like watched it a ton. Uh if you can find it, watch the Gundam Wing movie Endless Waltz is I remember being really cool, really cool action and really cool robot designs. That's like the the high point for me. Are there better Gundam sh- shows? Sure, but that's the one for me, okay? Okay. There's one other mech fighting movie that I have to mention that was part of my childhood. It's from the 80s. It's called Robot, Robot Jocks. Uh, I think I think you've mentioned Robot Jocks before to me, and I, don't, I have not seen it. It's, yes, nor should you, but also... You need to, I don't know, just watch like the preview or the clip the or something of on YouTube. Of Robot Jocks. I think it's Robot Jocks or Robo Jocks, something along those lines. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's J O X. Oh, no. Um, That's a bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's super 80s, like B movie, but. Man, it had giant robots fighting, so I was in as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember yourself liking it as a kid? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Unironically. Unironically, no, I was just a child, and I pro- it's also probably one of those things like I probably shouldn't have been watching as a kid. Okay, like I'm probably All if right. I go go back to watch it, it's probably like, oh no, this is not for children. Okay, and uh, but nevertheless, somehow Robo Jocks, you heard it here first, it. the finest film of our time, of our, of our generation, of our time, Pacific Rim. The finest film of previous of the, times. Of the 80s. <laughs> Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. Robo Jocks. I mean, it set, the, it set the groundwork for Pacific Rim, I'm going to be honest here. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, clearly. I think that's all we have to say about Critical Mass. Anything I think that's else you want to add to Critical Mass? I do not. It's uh, great. You can reach us at our email address, which is 
deadbirdrip at gmail.com. Send us an email and tell us about your favorite robot show, robot movie, giant robots, robot design, robot jocks, your favorite robot jocks quote. <laughs> I have one. Oh, no. Wait, we'll say, we'll say that for the end. We'll say that for the end. That's okay. the send off. Uh, Dave, where can people find us on Instagram? They can find us at Deadbird RIP. Deadbird RIP on Instagram. We just passed 1,500 followers. Thank you for your Woo. support. And you can go to gettingintogames.com. That's the website. Gettingintogames.com is the website. You can listen to our older podcasts, including our interview with Tom Hines, the creator of Supernova Smash, which is going on Kickstarter sometime soon in the next couple of days. That episode was super fun. You should listen to it. Dave. Send us home. Crash and burn. Crash and burn. Yikes. <laughs>